nearly caught me saying, yay. <laughs> That's okay. It can go. The beauty of this podcast is um, it's not, I always click on YouTube, it is not appropriate for children. So if you want to throw the F word around. I thought you were going to say the beauty of this podcast is that nobody's listening. <laughs> that's also true. You want to lob a couple of, that's probably why we swear yeah. too much. What is so it? You with can these say broads? anything you like. Bunch ah. of so you're in a shitty mood. Oh, yeah. Happens. True. Are you You're like, what welcome. is it? Are you irritable? Are you fed up? What fed flavor? Up. Oh, fed up. Like, fed up. Fed up and, um, and tired and feel like I just need a break. And I'm, I'm not mm. getting a break. I need, you know, the sort of break that, that might be induced by taking an enormous amount of a drug or alcohol or being hit on the head, you know, that kind of like, I need a break. Like you need COVID. Yeah. Like one of yeah, those I breaks. Some, I need something. I need something. I could something. use a flu or maybe some yeah. mono right now. Yeah. Yeah. So somewhat mono. Mononucleosis. What, what is that? Um, it is, I believe it's a viral infection that basically wipes out your immune system. It's really common for kids in like high school and college. Oh. It used to be called the kissing. Oh, uh, glandular fever. Could be. Could be glandular. I'm not sure. That sounds weird. I think glandular fever Where was, is described, yes. And they get real big. Ruben had it and his throat yeah. was bigger than yes. his head. It was terrifying. Yes. Yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't eat couldn't swallow. or swallow. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Couldn't swallow. Same couldn't thing. even swallow his own spit. I don't think I fancy that. I, I don't need that. <laughs> Just to be, let's be clear. That let's not rough. do glandular no. fever. Glandular fever. No, I don't need glandular fever or monoscoliosis or whatever you mono just Monoscoliosis. <laughs> okay. Monoscoliosis is different. It's something utterly different. <laughs> yeah, I don't need that. I just I just need a break. I just want a break. Well, you're not, not going to get one right now because you're on the no. podcast. Okay, right. I'm going to look at I'm going to look at your intellectual notes you sent me. Um, uh oh. I know this was. <laughs> I'm not what? sure if my notes make much sense. They made so. sense late last night when I opened them and gave them a little thumbs up icon. <laughs> Good. <laughs> gave one of those little babies. Okay. So we are continuing our conversation. Sorry, I didn't ask how you are. How are you, Alison? Oh, my God. I was waiting. I was like, she's just going to move on without me. <laughs> Fine. I'm so sorry. That's so rude. It's awesome. How are you? I'm, oh. uh, how am I? So I am, you know, I'm leaving for Nepal mm. and I'm trying a merino wool shirt. Mm. And I have a very sensitive system to wool. Like mm. it's very uncomfortable for me. It's like so itchy that it like drives me crazy. So even merino wool, like, so how am I? I'm managing my nervous system so that I don't pull my shirt off but I might in the midst of this is, is there no alternative to merino wool yeah there's like high-tech fabrics and stuff and I have all of those as well but every um 
like the blogs and the people that do these like super duper hikes and places that we're going say mm. this is the deal because it it can get like it, it won't trap moisture and it won't smell and i'm not going to be showering for like two weeks so no showering for two weeks no not where we're going there's no, there's running water. It's cold. So I'll be able to rinse, but like, I'm going to be sweating for eight to nine hours a day. Uh, we'll be rocking. Yeah. So I was, I'm going to try out this. So how am I? Okay. I'm a little itchy. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also, I just went through what you're sitting in last week where I was like, oh, I'm never going to get a break, but, um, I'm feeling a lot more grounded now. Yeah. So I feel like if I had to grade myself, I'd give myself like a B plus. I'm a B plus mm -hmm. today. I'm getting up there. I'm my mind has gone to how to. So how did you get from feeling what I'm mm. feeling to feeling? Yeah. You want to know? Yeah, I do. And then I can do it when we get off the call because I just feel yeah. pants. So I had a session with my coach and I mm. was like, I can't keep going this way. I'm snapping at my husband. I'm not getting along well with our daughter. Um, I'm like, not my clients. I'm not doing well with my client, like the whole thing. And I, you know, I said all of that. And I was like, Oh, shit, I'm in a breakdown. That's what this is. And she's like, Okay, well, what do you want to, you know, where are we going today? And I was like, Well, let's generate a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. So going around and around and um, trying to figure out the breakthrough I want to create, I landed on generating a breakthrough in trust. And it is confronting. And I, every day, I, ha I literally, each morning, I have to start my day, I have to meditate, and I have to put my attention on, like, today, I'm going to be trust. And like, kind of just like, settle myself into that. And then life happens all the things happen and i continue to remind myself like oh what is trust going to do here mm. how do i be trust in this moment and i've had some really beautiful like oh my like the the keynote last week with all those girls mm -hmm. like i had that was my first experience so i'd had this conversation with my coach and i literally had to go straight from that session to standing on a stage in front of 200 people and give a keynote and like, normally I would have like looked at my notes and done a bunch of stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm going to practice right now. I'm not, I'm not looking at anything and I'm just going to get on that stage and I'm going to just be trust, I'm going to trust that I've got it. I'm going to trust that these people are going to love what I'm bringing. And, um, I got on stage and the fucking microphone, why do microphone stands don't work? Why don't they work? <laughs> Like you can't ever get the that test. mic. They're like the dumbest device ever. So that's how I'm going to make my next million is I'm going to fucking make a microphone stand that actually like you just put the microphone on it and it holds it. But they're always like and they like slowly like fall or they you can't get it in there because they're like rubbery and you're like, oh, my God. And you've got 200 eyes on you and you're like trying to. So at one point I was like, this is ridiculous. And I've got like people can hear me. And I was like, OK, this isn't going to work. And I needed two hands to do my presentation because I was showing them something with two hands. And I just like took a deep breath and I was like, oh my God, like I, in front of all these people, like what would trust do? And I was like, oh, 
there's 200 people here, 50 of whom, 56 of whom are under the age of 10. Mm. So I looked out at the audience and I was like, who wants to be a volunteer right now? And this cute, adorable little girl in the front row, what is her name? Josiah. She was like, she almost reached the ceiling. She was like, pick me. And I was like, you got it. Get up here. And she was my assistant. So I could hold the microphone and I could do my mm. hand and then she could do all the, it was so sweet and so great. Oh, and so it was a lovely experience and it was mm. like just being with trust. And that's when it like opened up. And then I had some really great conversations with potential clients and um, somebody reached out to me for another keynote and things just started to filter in. So it felt like, okay, Allison, when you hold on really tight like this, Life doesn't tend to go well for you. And so again, it's like another, like, okay, I know this. I've learned this before. So just being really cognizant of this breakthrough I'm trying to generate. Because trust has been a breakthrough before. Never. I've never known this one. I did love last year. Mm. I played okay. with trust. Okay. But now I'm like, okay, no, I'm doing breakthrough. I'm going to go through all of the things so that I can mm. have a different experience. Mm. So it's showing up with our daughter. It's showing up with my marriage. It's showing up with my clients. It's showing up when I'm on stage. Like mm. it's everywhere. Yeah. So, so just to be clear, mm. trust doesn't mean not preparing, you know, mm -hmm. Just in case Tracy's thinking, I'll just rock up and talk to 200 people without any prep. Trust doesn't mean that you hadn't done any prep. Uh -uh. No, I um, and that's where I, I really had to to clarify with my coach. Like sometimes I feel like trust is giving up, or mm. trust is just being like, I'll just wing it, and that that isn't what it is. And I'm not really sure what it is yet because I'm still playing with it. But the way I experienced trust with that keynote, like I, I'd already created it. Like I had to create something. I didn't have like a thing that I do with third, fourth and fifth grade girls and then adult women. I've never had that before mm. ever. So I was like, I got to make something up. And so part of that experience is like trusting that what I am I, I'm bringing to them will provide value. So yeah, I've got to mm. prep, I've got to figure it out, I've got to m make up a, like take us on a journey. Mm. Um, and I practice because I, w I want to provide value and I find that when I practice enough times then it's in here and then I can get on stage and I can do the thing. Like I'll have mm. my story built so I don't need to have notes or slides or whatever. It's just like, I can just get on stage and do the thing. Mm. So yeah, I prepped when I don't trust, I prep and prep and prep and prep and, and I never stop. And I'm looking at my notes and is it good enough? Is it, I don't, what if I, what if they don't? Blah, blah, and I get all anxious and then I hold on really tight. Mm. Mm. Sounds, um, sounds lovely. That just yes. letting go. Yeah. Was. letting go and trusting and yourself here's the other thing that happened and then we can talk about our topic because we're mm. like 25 hours into the podcast <laughs> but mm. what the thing I also noticed is that afterwards like the next day I was like 
I didn't second guess myself after the event. Mm, Normally I'll Mm. be driving home and being like, Ooh, I wonder if I said this, Oh gosh, I wonder what happened when they saw me struggling with that microphone. Ah, I wonder if the women in the back could hear, like I would Mm. do all of that mental gymnastics in my head afterwards, criticizing, second guessing, ruminating. And Mm. I didn't. Did you, I just need to go and open the door because someone is banging quite loudly on it. Oh, don't get, come back, please. I will. I will. I can still hear you. Okay. Um, did you, as opposed to doing, I, I think I'm trying to kind of like draw a distinction, you know, with um, the idea of not doing any prepping. Yeah. No, I don't know what happened. That person has gone. That's weird. Um, so, Trusting does not mean not prepping. The right. piece you've just said now, um, did you do any evaluation as opposed to, you know, opposed to and distinct from second guessing, criticizing? Did you do any kind of like post-event evaluation for yourself? So I did. Mm. I mean, it was internal, but it was mm. mostly like, how did I what did I bring and who was I being and was I able to do that? And so I was trying to be trust. And so my evaluation wasn't whether or not I provided value because really in a room of 200, you're going to find people that like you get up there and just, you know, say a word and people be like, that was the best. And then there's going to be people that no matter what you do, they're going to be like, nah, didn't hit. So Mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't do the evaluation on the 200 people that were there second guessing that I really went internal and went, how did I feel on stage? What was I bringing? Who was I being? And how did, like, how was that? Was I in flow, right? The psychological Mm. flow, like, was Mm. I just, um, was there like, could I have done that for six hours? Right? Did time just seem to like disappear? Um, So when I think of that book flow and like all the different things that happen when we're flowing, that was kind of my mental evaluation and I was mm. definitely flowing and I was like my essences, right? Like, was I joy? Was I connection? Was I leader? Was I brilliance? Was I devotion? And it's like, I was fully expressed on that stage. Mm-hmm. I was not covered up in any way. So that was my eval. I know. Hi. So we'll just end the podcast. Bye. <laughs> well done. Do that some more. Yeah. Well done. So, teams. today's topic, teams. We're going to keep going with teams. The trouble mm-hmm. with teams. Mm-hmm. Part de. De? Okay. So, how do we get people mm-hmm. working together? <laughs> That's okay. like, that is the quintessential question <laughs> that we all have. Like, if we're on a team or we're leading a team, it's like, how do we get people how do we get people turned towards each other? How do we mm. do that? So before we look at how, um, do we need to, would it be useful to look at why we would even bother wanting people to turn towards each other in the first place? True. Sure. Mm. Yeah, like why bother any of this? Yeah. Because, because I seem I seem a bit, I feel a bit wary of how. 
yeah. because there'll be there'll always be different hows won't mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. well I did it this way and it worked well mm-hmm. I don't I never do that I always do this and this works yeah. so I'm just kind of like why would we even want a group of people to work to turn towards each other to use mm-hmm. your language and mm-hmm. um and work together it's a great question because there's like we made the distinction last week that there you can feel like you're on a team but you're actually just a group of people who do tasks for the same alongside each other yeah Mm -hmm. um i know i can speak for myself when i'm on a team a true team of people that work together i just i experience um a deeper level of connection which feeds me because I love connection. Like I cannot get enough. If I could Mm -hmm. crawl on top of all of the people in the world and just hold them and sit with them and hold them in my lap or I sit, like I am so like, it's such a big deal for me Mm. that when I feel a deeper level of connection, I'm like, whoop, I get full. Mm. So that's why I love team. I think the reason for me, one of the reasons Mm. that I would want people, that I would find value when people turning towards each other is that when I'm in a team like that, I feel that I am, I feel that people have my back. Yeah. So I feel I'm able to expose my soft underbelly. Yep. Um, and I feel I'm part of something. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in, you know, it sounds a bit like gang culture, but I feel like I'm in a gang. That's why they're um, attractive. Yeah, it I is mean, why they're attractive. Yes, to, to young gangs. People. Yeah, absolutely. Work. Yeah, when I when I'm in a team um, where I feel I belong, mm-hmm. and people, and I feel that people are. Um, turning towards me and I am, you know, pointing my tummy button at them, that thing of kind of like connecting through your tummy button. Um, Yeah. I feel like I'm part of something. It's like being part of a fully functioning family. And I feel that if I drop something, someone else will pick it up. And there's not a sense of, um, of, power play there's a sense of us all being different and unique and everyone's contribution is the the secret source yeah everybody's yeah yeah I don't I think that's a a rice dish with fish it can be any kind of meat but it's like a gumbo it's like a a soup like a stew stew of some sort yeah Mm. Mm. that everybody brings their ingredient and then yeah, so that's that's why I feel I would want people to um, turn towards each other because when I'm working with somebody, I am learning from them and I'm learning about myself from being in that experience and I'm kind of raised up yes. by the experience of being in that team. Yeah, there is a – I think there's there's an achievement or accomplishment – aspect to team when everybody's pulling together and we're all doing the thing and then 
we we do it, whatever it is, right? Building mm -hmm. a house. I was just thinking of a, a a team thing that I did where I volunteered and we wrapped Christmas presents for kids in our uh, in our town. For, mm -hmm. And I had so much fun. I don't like wrapping presents; like it's not fun for me. But I had mm -hmm. a really great time. And when we piled them all up and took a picture, you know, we had thousands of presents. And imagining these children. Like mm. being able to like imagining a, a single mom who is like showing up to pick these gifts up for her kids and she's been struggling and she's working two jobs and she's trying to make ends meet and the stress and the pressure and like somebody did this like mm. that brings tears to my eyes like I loved being a part of that. Mm. Yeah, and I don't know what that's I don't have a word for what that is like accomplishment Ugh, that's not enough that word doesn't really hit. Well, there's something rewarding and yeah. sort of internally almost nourishing about yes. what you're describing yeah. um, and heartwarming. Hmm, like a whole like movie. It, well, it sounds like it kind of warmed your heart in some way yeah. to be part of that process. But not all, not all team outcomes are necessarily heartwarming in that way you know True. wrapping presents for you know children who otherwise wouldn't receive you know some some team efforts are um audits whatever. for example yeah yeah <laughs> you know kind of like eh, something yeah. that might be less heartwarming or feel less significant or or, mm -hmm. or light to be or whatever um yeah. and you know I'm just trying to root myself back into that original question. Like, why would, why would, why would we want a group of people to kind of like turn towards each other? And I think for me, it's support. There's something about when I'm working as part of a team, I said it earlier, just if I drop something, someone else will pick that thing up or yeah. point the thing out to me. Oh, did you see you dropped the thing? But not in a way that has me feel um like there's like they're picking on me or and even if I have that experience when I'm part of a really good team I can share that vulnerability yeah yeah that oh god I feel really bad about the fact that I I, I yeah. dropped the thing but there's something about me feeling supported and free to experiment and bring myself to the team yeah, there is something about your ability to like not have to guard yourself. Mm. I um I was playing with some things and and I sail. I I like let's be clear, like Hobie cats floating around on a lake. Like I'm not, you know, the America's Cup. Mm -hmm. And I I have raced. Um I am not I wouldn't consider doesn't matter. But here's my <laughs> point. Jesus, Allison, mm. land the plane. So, um when you are crewing, when you're on a boat, a sailboat, and you're crewing, everybody, like if you look at the America's Cup and you watch a video of like, what are the jobs for each of these people? I think there's like seven or nine people on a boat. And you go through like describing what they're doing. Everybody has a headset and everybody's constantly communicating. Everybody. So mm -hmm. everybody on the team, like there's something about everybody knowing all the things. Mm -hmm because everybody has a, a role. They're all doing their task beside each other, 
So what makes them team is their ability to continue to communicate and taking in that information and it's feeding my task and me feeding up. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. I'm, I'm sort of, I'm lost a bit in the, you know, again, we came, we came from that, that piece of language of yours of like, you know, why would we have everybody turn together as opposed to people just doing stuff on their own? Right. What is the point of bringing a team together? Um, When you talked about communicating freely, Mm. I think a lot of withholding happens when we don't like, we don't think that we can communicate. So imagine a a racing boat where everybody's doing their job. Some mm. people are steering, some people are pulling in the sails, some people are working on the jib, some people just do the spinnaker. Like everybody has their role on the boat. And if they didn't connect with each other, they would like bump into each other. Like it wouldn't be terribly efficient. They'd still move. The boat would still move. The wind would catch the sail and the sail would, you know, power the boat and all of that. Like it's not that it wouldn't happen, it's that they are. F- there's like a, mm, the information that we would share with each other would go into my decision-making around what I'm doing. Mm. Is that clear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got it the first time. I got it, but I didn't, I'm trying to oh, why? clarify. Yeah, I'm trying to clarify the sort of why. And I suppose it, it, you know, why we would have people turn together and work together is because we believe that, we need all their different skills in order to create an outcome. Um, I feel I'm lost. Yeah. So let me try again. Um, the why, if we just go back to sailboat and then maybe we can move this over to like other teams, I, I can do a better job. I can do a better job. (laughs) That's it. Mm. I'm better Mm. because I have more information. I know what other people are doing. And we're all like working in the same direction. Mm. I was also like on a rowing team in college and like trying to get everybody to put their oar in the water at the same time and pull their oar out of the water at the same time. Like you can imagine the, and it would happen where like somebody would Mm. put their oar in too soon or too late. And like, that's like physically it hurts. Like the boat gets Mm. all wobbly and like, you can't really power it because people are, you know, we're not all together. Mm. It's a smoother experience Mm. and it's really, really satisfying when we Mm. all plunk, get the oar in and plunk, the oar comes out like that. When we are, when all eight of us are all timed so that we're all going in and out and Mm. we're all pulling. And when we all do that, I can actually pull, push with my legs and pull with all my might every stroke. And Mm. that is satisfying. Mm. It sounds so, satisfying. So mm. the why might just be there's a there's a higher level of satisfaction mm. that's possible. And it's, yeah, we might win. Like, that's cool. But mm. that's not why I like team. I'm not really into the winning. I am competitive and I like winning. But for me, it's more about like, I love that I can operate at my best if I can put my oar in and push every time fully with my entire body strength for every stroke, man, that's like, Mm. 
amazing. It feels great. So, so from there, if we move to the how, mm. you know, the why is yeah. around um, satisfaction. Yeah. Uh, you know, and part things, of something bigger. Yeah. And creating something that's more than the sum of the parts, which bigger. is what we said last time mm -hmm. that we spoke about this. Yeah. So, you know, how do we do that? Which was your original question. <laughs> Which is like quintessential, right? Because that's what we how all do. We? We're all trying. Mm. Um, so I know when I work with teams, I feel like the first part is trying to help each person on the team identify why they might want to be on a team. Mm. We can all complain about uh, our condition if we're not. Like if we're not being a team, we can all be like, yeah, it'd be great if people had my back and we were all facing the same direction. And if somebody would help me out and if I felt like I could support, get supported or communicate freely, we're all really clear on what we would love to have and what we don't have. We're really clear on what we don't have. And so part of like where I always begin is like, what do you actually want? And almost, I don't know, most of the time people are like, I would love to be a part of a team. And from there, then it's like, okay, well, what do you imagine it would require of you? And that's where things crumble apart. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I think it's um, when we're looking out there, and creating a list of what everybody else needs to do to make this team work. Um, when we're doing that, we are, we're definitely not, we're not being part of a team. Right. Um, we're laying blame and responsibility at other people's feet. Yes. Um, for what's not working. Yeah. And my recent experience has been that actually it's looking at myself. Yeah that helps me to work out how I can contribute to this team functioning well and working. And I often will need some course correction. Sure. I'll need support to, to find my way on that path. I, I don't, I don't have, I don't do that on my own. I get supported mm -hmm. um, and share my reflection of what's happening and then I, I I can get some information, some data back about yeah. where I might I might want to look a little bit more to the left or just take it a bit tighter when I go around to the right or something. So I yes. get some feedback yes. that helps me to show up be in better. a way that supports team. Right. Right. Um, and I don't know that humans operate that way naturally. Or let me put that put it this way, my experience of most businesses that I work with, that is not how they naturally operate. They don't naturally say like, okay, we are a team, uh, Mia needs to course correct, so we'll we'll let her know, you know, she needs to pull her sail in or let it out a little bit, right? Like most of the time we're just like, Mia's doing it wrong. And if she would just do it right, then I could do my job. I'm gonna point over here, this leader, is not holding people accountable. So I don't get what I need. They really suck. If only we could. So 
And I think families are like this a lot of the time. Mm, I mean, um, yeah, I can see, obviously, family is team. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like family is team in my, the way I look at team is, you know, how does this family come together? How do they have each other's backs? How do they help each other to be better? How do they communicate freely and honestly? Mm. Um, I think there's a lot of like withholding that happens because mostly we don't like either we don't know how to say the thing or we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or, you know, and I think when we withhold from each other, then walls get built and then they just get thicker and thicker over time. So mm. I'm thinking about a team that I'm working with right now um, where all nine members have said, have vocalized that they want to be part of a team and they've, they've clarified the team that they want to be a part of. And so now we're working on, they're working on a project where all they're practicing is teamwork. The project is something they had to do anyways, right? So we just picked mm. something they already have to accomplish. Mm. And we said, okay, for this specific item, we're going to work on it as though we were a really high performing team. What do you have to bring to the table? And people are losing their minds. They are pointing. In a good way. Oh, no, not in a good way. No, not in a good <laughs> oh. way. No, oh. they are like, what's happening is it's really showcasing the negative Nellies, right? The people that are like, this is stupid. I don't understand why I have to do like those folks that are like, I don't need help. I don't need support. I just need to do what I say. Those types of people, the, the constant complainers. And then it's also bringing to light the people that just overpower. You know, they steamroll and get to get things done. And then mm. there's the people who are already withholding and they step back even farther because they're like, look at what is happening here. There's like power plays, mm. there's complaining, there's criticism, there's negativity. And there's a few people on the team that are just like, they don't talk. They don't blink. So what needs to shift? Because the invitation is lovely. Oh, they, they were how all do I, How do I, you know, yeah. how do we each show up individually mm -hmm. as if we were a high performing team? That's mm -hmm. a really lovely invitation, I think. They, they thought it was a great idea. Yeah. And then they had to each generate their own action items for the next milestone, right? It's not rocket science. So they built out their milestones and then we're just looking at the first one. And at what, and each person had to come up with an action item that they could contribute to the first, to reaching the first milestone. Mm. And the focus um was around how do they be the best teammate they can be so let's say i have to bring uh i don't know a pnl let's just say like that's my action item and i'm on this team okay i need a pnl to bring whatever so i bring the data but how do i bring it and how do i be about it and what else can i see like has somebody dropped something that i could mm. potentially pick up or am I seeing something on team that I might, might want to mention? Like, hey, I haven't heard from everybody. How are we, whatever. Mm. And what's happening is people are being the way that they are versus the way that they would need to be, to mm. be. The way they want to be, yeah. yeah. Well, they don't want to be that. Otherwise they would have been that already. Mm. Mm. They don't want to change. So they're mm. showing up the same way they've been showing up for years and years and years. And then they're like, see, 
It's not my fault. All of those people are showing up the same way. So getting back to like the how, it's looking at myself and saying, how do I be the best teammate regardless? My question, I think, is regardless of conditions on the ground. Yes, I, I agree with you. I think that's the place um, that I keep coming back to. Yeah. When I look at things that aren't working, either within family, yes, or within work teams, what am I? Um, what am I holding back? What is in my way? Yes, for me showing up. Yeah. So we had a conversation with our daughter, and she was trying to enroll us into providing a very large sum of money for her next chapter of life. Mm. And um, that conversation was pretty edgy because I was not enrolled and uh, my husband was not enrolled and our daughter was trying desperately to convince us that this was the right next move for her. Um, shit, what were we just, what did you just say? Cause I had something to add. I just lost it. I said that I oh, find I there are things in the way. Okay, go. Yep. And so we said, okay, well, here's our experience so far. Here are some places that um, that uh, make me pause, given what has happened recently. So these are some things that I really want us to address. And her response was very much like, as a, I'll just use the word victim, like, it would have gone well if this other person hadn't done this thing. That was just a weird, you know, she was really at the effect of all mm. of the things. And at one point I said, so I'm unable to be enrolled when somebody isn't able to own their contribution. So I just was very clear. So that's communicating freely and honestly. I was trying to do it in a, also a very kind way, which mm. I think is team, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to just say no without reason. And I'm also not going to just say yes without sharing what's going on for me. And she said, I get to be a victim because I was one. So she like doubled down on her right, her, mm -hmm. you know, her righteous indignation that I was a victim. And I said, you're right. You do get to be a victim. It's just not very empowering. That's very disempowered to say I can't. And when, when you're trying to enroll people. I'm not very enrolling. Mm. Not at all. Because then it's like, mm. well, what stops you then? If you can't control anything and you're like, oh, life happens. And it does. But if there is no sense of like, how you can um, take control of yourself and own the contribution that you brought. Because if there's two humans, they both contribute, even if you're a victim, mm. even if you are being abused or, or assaulted, or she wasn't any of that. It was a, mm -hmm. you know, just a fall, fall apart of a yeah. relationship. But um, she takes no ownership. Mm. And it's really hard when you have a team member who can't own and so how do you bring those people on board? And the answer at the end of the day was we will, we cannot provide this 
to you. Mm. We can't. And that's super hard. And so there's a breakdown in team because the answer was not what she wanted. No, not at all. And also, I mean, part of, um, I mean, I know your daughter's a bit older, but part of team when when it's family mm-hmm. is that there is some kind of power play as there yes. is in team when we're at work. You know, there's some kind of hierarchy or yes. system or something. And that can be part of the um, part of the dynamics. So she was enrolling you in something. She was requesting something yeah. um, and you had the power to be yay or nay right. to that request. Yes. Um, and I think that can kind of muddy the waters a little bit sometime. Yeah, for sure. And it's real. Mm. I mean, it's real yeah. in family and it's because there are things that I also try to enroll her in and everybody has the right to say yay or nay. Mm. Yes. Obviously I have a financial power because mm. I have more of it because I'm an old mm. lady and I've been saving mm-hmm. my whole life to all of you teenagers, save your money, save, save your damn money. Um, and when I'm on, like, as I try to translate that now to like professional team, right? Workplace team, how often are we able to communicate mm. what we need? You know, I, I really need to see you own what you're bringing. Mm. If you're being a negative Nelly, if you're colluding, if you're gossiping, if you're not accountable, if you're a procrastinator, not mm. from a place of like, you're screwing it up, but like, it is impacting my ability to be a great teammate. I can be the best teammate no matter what people are doing, right? It's not that it's dependent on that. It is impacted by it. Yeah, Maybe that's the distinction. Dependency versus mm. impact. Should I write that down? That sounded smart. <laughs> so. Yeah, where are we? What happened? I feel I'm kind of, I've been a bit meh today, but then I started meh. Yeah, me So I don't think that, that didn't shift for me in the conversation. Where I am in the conversation, um, I haven't had any new insights. Where are you? My insight today was actually around communication that was my big aha was like yeah I want all those things I I wrote down connection be a part of something belonging feeling raised up reward achievement and then it hit me the when I'm on a really high functioning team I can Mm. communicate freely Mm. that for me was like boom actually now you say that when I I'm thinking about a partnership that I'm in. I am able to, a, a work partnership that I'm in, I'm able to communicate freely, even when what I'm communicating feels um, negative, bad, sticky, not what the other person is going to want to hear. Yeah. And actually it keeps, um it keeps the lines of communication really clear because there's nothing being held back. There's nothing that's not being communicated. I can't speak for the other person, but I can speak for myself and I communicate very, very freely in this partnership. 
And back to your original point about your breakthrough in trust. Mm -hmm. um, one of the reasons I'm able to do that is because I want to. Mm -hmm. And I find that I feel cleaner, clearer. There's nothing residual hanging on to me after the conversation. Yeah. But also I have trust in the partnership. Yeah. I trust the yeah. partnership. Yeah. I trust that we will find a way and I have trust in that other person to yeah. always be looking to, to find the way together. Trust the commitment that they're committed. Yeah, they're committed to to the partnership. Mm -hmm. And it and it's been pretty, you know, there's been some real highs and lows in it. Yes. That's what but commitment is. Yeah, it hasn't been to to use your sailing, it hasn't been plain sailing. There's yeah. been some some highs and lows. There mm -hmm. have been some highs mm -hmm. and lows. Yeah. So I think I probably um agree with and get your the you know, your kind of like aha about communication. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Okay. Anything that you would like to add or say, or do you need anything to feel complete about our podcast episode today? No, I think it's been, uh, it's been an interesting experience for me mm -hmm. because I haven't, I came in feeling meh. Yeah. And I've had a week, three days, four days now of feeling there. So it's been really interesting to be in conversation with you mm -hmm from that place yeah um yeah and I think there's I can feel a slight a slight feeling of judgment on my part that I didn't bring my a game or I wasn't witty enough or I wasn't all the you know um I didn't connect dots or say something new and interesting but also a much larger part of myself that's kind of like 20% or something or less. It's like a whisper over here in the corner, but a larger part of myself um, almost reveling in the experience of showing up. Yes. As I truly am yeah. in this yes. moment, yes. not all da 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 <laughs> you know. And keep going. Sorry. Yeah, just not painting that on. Yes. Because it's you. not it's not currently in me. Yeah. yeah. And of course I can paint it on, but just kind of like, oh, so yeah, so that's how I've been today. I've been a bit there. Yeah. And I still, you know, before the podcast, I kind of thought, oh, maybe I'll ring Ali and say I don't want to do it, you know. Because I don't I don't have the va va voom today. <laughs> So, yeah, so it's been interesting to just show up anyway. Yes. Yeah. So to our listener, please feel free to comment on whether or not that has, like, created a shadow in your experience of the podcast. If Mia doesn't bring her va-va-voom, mm. is it less impactful? Does it matter to you? A lot of times I wonder if it really matters. Like, I think it matters a lot. Like, I'm not bringing my A game. Mm. And what I'm finding is I think it matters. And I think it's not all that significant. Yeah. 
I will say my experience of you today is brilliant. Like you brought brilliance today. You always bring wit. Um, I felt more like philosophy from you, like, like we were two philosophizers in Greece, mm. like we're just sitting in our robes and having a really deep conversation. It felt very heady. Mm. And there's a place for that, right? It mm. doesn't always have to be like this deep emotional. Um, and yet I, I took away something. So f even if mm. it's just the two of us, <laughs> mm. and maybe Tracy, there's still insight. Mm. And that to me is mm. a win. The other win is I just love spending time with you and I don't care how you show up. Yeah, you saying that, Ali, I can see kind of like a rhythm. Uh -huh. um, is it a rhythm? I feel like my experience of my relationship with you just discovered um, a new room. A new Very. corner that hasn't been explored because we often have a very similar, we have a very predictable, mm -hmm. reliable energy between us. Yeah. And for one of us to show up from a different place, different sure. energy, you know, with a different vibe has kind of just, just allowed me to see, oh, and that's also available in this yes. relationship between you and I. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Oh. All right.